0: Teleevangelist Jim Baker threatens viewers' grandkids with eternal damnation unless they buy his pancake mix. <laughs> this is from RawStory.com. Disgraced televangelist Jim Baker stoked fears of presidential assassination while claiming also that the viewers' grandchildren could face eternal damnation. Unless they call a 1-888 phone number and send him $60 plus shipping for a bucket of pancake mix. (laughs) This pancake mix must be special if it can save people from eternal damnation. I've been looking for the cure for eternal damnation myself. So I I had no idea that I could just make some pancakes and eat them and I'm saved. (laughs) Baker on his show claimed, We're not going to have the Antichrist to show up to get the sign of the mark of our beast on our forehead. It won't happen without hunger. Hunger is going to be the main thing. You don't get it. Most people don't want to get it. But that's why I'm so obsessed with all of you being prepared with my pancake mix. (laughs) If you don't know who Baker is, he's a complete disgrace of a human being. He resigned from his Assemblies of God ministries years ago after facing accusations of drugging and raping an employee. He's also been convicted of fraud and imprisoned for fraud. (laughs) He's a piece of crap individual. And you know what Jim Baker's pancake company deserves? They deserve a prank call. They do. They deserve to be pranked and I'm going to do it right now. So hold tight for this prank call. (laughs) You're going to love it.
1: I bless you. Thank you for calling the Jim Baker program. My name. Have your first and last name with spelling, please.
2: Oh yes, my name is James Hanger.
1: May I have the telephone number, please? Five nine. Do you have an email address you would care to share today?
2: Of course, yes. Oh, it's a little embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> James is cute <laughs> at yahoo.com. I I when I had that, that's a, I've had it a long time. I used to be cute.
1: Well, you probably still are, sir. Everybody is beautiful in their own way. Okay. Well, how
2: may I be of assistance to you today? I saw Mr. Baker, and uh, he was really going on about this uh, bucket of pancake mix and uh, the qualities that it has. Uh, and I'm convinced, yes, I'm convinced that it, it, it is able to save those who are facing eternal damnation. And I have neighbors, right, that are living in sin. You understand? And so I thought to myself, I would like to order this pancake mix and make some some of these magical pancakes. Uh, that are infused with the qualities of God, and deliver them to them one afternoon or one morning, and just to help them get through this time here. I think if I deliver these pancakes to them, that God will look down on them and maybe save them from the eternal damnation that they face because they are living in sin. So
1: you are wanting to purchase the buttermilk bulk pancakes with the recipe book, sir?
2: Yes, I mean, only if you believe that it'll help in this situation. Um, I had the impression that uh, it would, the way that Mr. Baker described the, this magical pancake uh, mix, uh, you know, using words such as, you know, s- saving from eternal damnation. I mean, I really bought into it. I, I just feel like it's a, he was really speaking to me with this pancake mix. And so, it, it, would, it, would it have this effect on my neighbors who are living in sin? Will it save them? I really want to save them.
1: To be honest, I can't tell you what it what will actually occur because, you know, I don't know their heart, so I can't say it will help change them, or that it will move them any differently. I can encourage you, you know, to pray about it and, you know, see what happens and, you know, just keep praying for God's will in this situation. Praying for them! We are going to pray for them!
2: Yes, we should pray for them. Me and you, right now, I want you to take a moment with me to pray for these people because they need our help. I know you're a, a devoted follower of God, I can tell. Uh, otherwise you wouldn't be working on the pancake line. We have to save as many people as we can. So let's take a moment, please, and let's pray for our, my neighbors. Their name are Sue and Jack Hancock. Terrible people. Are you with me?
1: Yes, sir. Are you praying or am I leading the prayer? How are we doing this?
2: Would you like to lead the prayer? I can. Okay. I trust in you.
1: Well, Lord Jesus, I thank you so very much. For the opportunity to be able to stand in agreement with Mr. James today, Father, as he lifts up today Sue and Jack Hancock, Father God. Father God, but you know the situation that is at hand right now, Lord Jesus, and their everyday living and choices that they make. We ask, Father God, that you would have your way and will, Father God, within their hearts, Lord. Father God, that you would be able to utilize Mr. James and the Holy Spirit that is within him, Father God, that you would change their hearts, Father God, concerned about the worldly flesh, Lord Jesus, to live a life pleasing to you, Father God, that you would build and edify them up for your honor and glory, Lord Jesus, that they would be wise enough, Father God, and turn their lives around Father God to have eternal life, you would just intervene, Father God, and that whatever is going goes cease to Father God within their lives that would continue to cause them to be corrupt, to order their steps each and every day. In Jesus'
3: name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. That was so much better than I could have ever done. I can't believe it. It brought tears to my eyes. That was so good. Can not you really touch me there? I couldn't have done it half as good as that. And my goodness, I wanted you to repeat this for my wife. Millie! Millie, what are you... Oh, she's in the backyard again, digging holes. I mean, if that doesn't do something right in the world, I don't know what will. The power of the Father just coming through you like that, that was just amazing. I don't even think, I don't think you should be selling pancake mix. I think you should be up in front and center somewhere telling the people this message. You have got it. You have got something special in you. Well, to God
1: be the glory, I'm glad to know that God's utilized me to be able to help touch
3: and agree with others. You are so special. Thank you. Thank you so much. Together we can help save the Hancock family. I know it. I know it. Amen
0: lobsters must be comfortably numb before cooking. The Swiss government has made this new law. This is from Reuters. Switzerland has banned the common culinary practice of throwing fresh lobsters into boiling water as part of an overhaul of its animal protection rules. I know this sounds fairly ridiculous, but we must explore some of these new Swiss rules to protect the animal's feelings. Live crustaceans, including the lobster, may no longer be transported on ice or in ice water. Aquatic species must always be kept in their natural environment. Crustaceans must now be stunned before killing them. (laughs) Wait a minute. Stunned? What do they mean by stunned? You show them the second Jackass movie? (laughs) You use a stun gun? I don't understand how they... How do you stun them? I'm so confused by this. Um, Some of these rules, I guess, are for pre-cooking them. And then some of them are actually to protect animals' rights. For instance, they're trying to crack down on illegal puppy farms, outlaw automatic devices that punish dogs for barking, and spell out conditions for putting down sick or injured animals. So some of these laws are, like, for proper animal protection rights uh, regarding, you know, the way you take care of your pets and whatever. Then there's these other animal rights I find so silly. The Swiss are not alone in trying to protect lobsters from what activists call cruel treatment in the kitchen. Neighboring Italy's highest court ruled in June that lobsters must not be kept on ice in restaurants because it causes them unjustifiable suffering before they head for death by fine dining. I always thought these activists that take to the lobster case are a little over the top, uh, personally. I mean, whether you have them on ice beforehand or you put them in boiling water alive, they're going to pass through the colon of a human being and land in a toilet, which, which is probably the utmost in civil rights violations and just overall degradation. So in other words, who gives a damn about the respectability of the way they're transported between their home and your butthole? <laughs> like, I remember working in a restaurant back in Boston. It was a seafood restaurant and we had... One of those machines, it was a game machine that had a claw, you know those claw game machines that you can you can control the claw and it picks up toys and it drops into a chute and you get it? Well, we had lobsters in one of those and I remember a woman once wrote a scathing letter to our general manager, which he then let us all read because it was really funny, about how we should take this game out, how cruel it is, how she can see how scared the lobsters are of this claw and it's cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> We just all laughed at her. Some people have way too much time on their hands. This is just my opinion. Maybe I'm way off base here. Perhaps some of my fellow weirdos have a different agenda. And do you guys think that the lobsters should be treated a lot better before we rip them apart and shove them down our gullet? (laughs) Do you? Colin, I want to hear an argument on the other side. I want to. I want to hear... That you are a shrink and you have several lobster clients and they've expressed how stressful this is and that they need to be put on meds because (laughs) – I'm sorry. (laughs) This is ridiculous though. This is Jonesy with Weird AF News. Please call in. I want to hear your opinion on this.